This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. There's a new David Bowie documentary that's out today. You're aware of a deeper existence. Are you there, David? Are you there, David? Maybe a temporary reassurance that, indeed, there is no beginning, no end. And you find yourself struggling to comprehend a deep mystery. Looks a little trippy, man. But is it, it's not a movie, it's a documentary. It's a documentary, like hmm. personal archives, footage previously unreleased. And it's getting great reviews. Moon Age Daydream is the name of the film. And Rolling Stone magazine says, it isn't just a portrait of David Bowie, it's a beautiful blur of sound and vision that immerses you in the thin white Duke's creative mindset. And it's brilliant. Cool. Yeah. I think I'd rather watch that than a, a movie about his life right now. There's been a lot of these going on. Elvis, Elton, yeah. uh, Queen. Well, there's a new trailer that just came out yesterday for a new Whitney Houston biopic. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they're also sugar-coated and glossed over. Yeah, and it's not even really what happened. Like, it's kind of like the, the Freddie Mercury story is, like, vaguely accurate. I didn't see the Elton John one, but I heard it's not really a... You know, it's more like a long music video, too, which is cool. It has its own place. It's just, it's I not... preferred Rocket Man over the, the Queen one. You did? Yeah, because it, it's clearly not uh, an act. It's almost like a Broadway show. Yeah, that's cool. On film. Like uh, Jersey Boys. So, like, his songs are incorporated into the story of his life. I thought that one was well done. But, yeah, we've been getting these, you know, hit over the head with these biopics, and they all kind of are the same. Yeah. That's why I'm looking forward to the Weird Al yeah, movie because yeah. it it's just uh, it takes the uh, it takes the uh, pee out of yeah, sure, yeah, biopics Brings right down a notch. But you know, I do I have enjoyed all these movies, but then after they're over, I'm like, oh, I was just tricked because I like the music. The movie was just the vehicle to get me to listen to the music, which is obviously awesome. It stood the test of time, but... Well, they're saying Moon Age Daydream is a must-see if you're a fan of David Bowie, and why not check it out on the big screen? Check your uh, your local listings, but it is in theaters across the Taz and Jim listening area as of today. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Truck has overturned in Oklahoma on the highway, and the contents of the truck, dildos... And lube. Oh boy. Spilt all over the highway. <laughs> and the news station, local news station, had a helicopter in the air. And they were doing a report back with the news anchors. And the, the guy in the helicopter was describing the scene. And I think they, in real time, figured out what was spilt all over the highway. Let's have a listen. Well, that's right, Lacey. This is a semi that overturned and uh, lost its load here. Lost its load oh, here. Boy, Come on. Oh, boy. Maybe he didn't know what he was dealing There's with. There's also involved this box truck that's uh, on a little bit further east there. Bob, this box truck that uh, they're being loaded right there now. This semi overturned right at I 40, right where the on ramp is to go to the new uh, Turnpike Spur here. It is also the Mustang on ramp. When you get uh, uh, off Mustang to get onto I 40 eastbound, that's also the Mustang on ramp. That is completely shut down due to he's all the way across the lanes there. So they already got the records here, but there is a lot of stuff to clean up. So this per Turnpike Spur and Mustang on-ramp here at I-40 will probably be closed for in. quite some time. You can kind of see what it Bob is. Bob Mills, nine, back to you. Jim, can you tell what he's carrying there? Uh-oh. What's all over the road? 
right. That's it's a, a mess for yeah, sure. That's the latest. I 40 eastbound. Uh, well, looks like some. <laughs> not, we're zooming in. Uh, not really. Uh, maybe you some can tell. I, I can't tell. You know, uh -oh. the good thing involved in this, too, is the driver's not injured. Good. There's no injuries, but uh, there's a lot of stuff laying on the road. Whatever it is, it's going to take a while to clean up. <laughs> right. Jim Gardner over the scene and Bob out here. Again, I 40 eastbound. Blocking the Kilpatrick. The rubber really hit the road there. <laughs> uh, he really didn't want to say what it is. He must have not. Well, if it is what I, what I think it is, I expect my ex-wife to show up and start gathering them up ASAP. <laughs> Can't get enough of these contraptions. Yeah, if you're lonely, you may want to come to the off-ramp here on the I-40. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about self-serve, am I right? Okay. <laughs> A truck semi, a semi <laughs> full of dildos and lube lost its load all over an Oklahoma highway. I want to see like the highway people trying to clean it up and trying to grab them and they're slipping out of their hands like <laughs> bars of soap. Oh, geez. The highway's still closed? <laughs> What's happening? This is the Taz and Jim podcast. You may need a little extra money in the coffers if you're planning on throwing a party in Hamilton anytime soon. Yeah, this is the city of Hamilton. Hamilton Police Service uh, move here. They have uh, started a new bylaw that has been enacted to address uh, nuisance parties and unsanctioned social gatherings. So this new bylaw, if you host uh, a party like this or attend one, you could be charged $10,000 uh, for a first offense, up to $10,000, and $25,000 for any uh, subsequent offense related to nuisance parties. So there's a couple things here that could uh, be a nuisance party or could fall under that category. Public disorderly conduct, public drunkenness, unlawful sale of alcohol, damage to public or private property, obstructing vehicle or pedestrian traffic, fireworks, public fights, public uh, urination, you know, just all around good times. Yeah, or as they call it, a... Uh a tie cat's tailgate party. Yeah, this is one I used to do in college. Use of roof not intended for such occupancy. What, you can't go on your own roof now? Give me a break. Here's my pro. I understand nuisance parties are annoying, and, you know, the cops, I don't mind if they break them up if they get out of control. But these days, you could, if even if you trace a stolen bike back to the person's house that stole it from you, the cops will say they do not have the manpower to send a cruiser by and do anything about it. But God forbid an old lady loses a couple hours of sleep at night, they'll send two cruisers out to a party to bust it. Just because they can make the revenue off it, not because it's a serious problem, but because they'll show up because they can make ten grand off. Are it. you crying cash grab here, Jim? I am. I'm crying. I, this is like, listen. I don't like a nuisance party, but is this a priority right now? All the crime that's going up in, in cities across Canada, the nuisance party is where they decide to put their money and effort. Did I just hear you say you don't like a nuisance party? You're a walking nuisance party. That was three in the afternoon. That's a tailgate party. That's complete. That's sanctioned. Singing with a, ba a band on a flatbed truck, is that on the list of things you can get fined for? No, that's totally fine. What's wrong with that? I didn't see where that... Oh, excessive noise, including loud music and Sheridan. <laughs> But, you know, that's an agreement in the neighborhood, and they benefit from it. Um, yeah, so well, the, uh, that's stadium. my question is they're going to be able to pick and choose which parties are considered nuisances and which ones are not. 
You know what I mean? Like the tailgate parties, they're probably still going to go ahead and it'll be just fine. But it will depends who's complaining. It sounds to me like this is more to curb like the student partying. Well, yeah, I mean, the timing is in September. That's probably not a coincidence. And it may just be a uh, a veiled threat or just like an actual just like a threat that they're not going to follow up a on. Deterrent. Get the students talking. Oh, I don't know, man, if we're selling uh, cups at the keg party. We might get charged $10,000. Like, remember that? You used to say, we're not selling beer, we're selling cups, thinking that the cops would be like, oh, you got us. <laughs> Damn it. We're outsmarted. Out outsmarted by these university kids. <laughs> Put away your fine books. They got us. But yeah, What that's is it, 25 grand? 10 up to. Now, it's up to 10 grand for the first offense. You right. do it again, you're like, yeah. So if you are going to throw a nuisance party, I guess, uh, you got to make sure it's worth it. <laughs> make sure it's worth at least $10,000. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Today is September 16th. It is Tattoo Story Day, National Tattoo Story Day. And we've had some Taz and Jim listeners sharing their tattoo stories with us. Tattoo, tattoo. I like the tributes. There's a nice one here from Nancy. She sent us a picture of her arm. Hey, guys, my tattoos are in memory of my mom and dad. They both passed of cancer. You have the cancer ribbon there and some flowers, it looks like, sunflowers and stuff that uh, must have been important to her parents. I always like a good sleeve, huh? Yeah, that looks cool. I wish I was cool enough to have one of those. It's hard to start now for, for you. Why? You got to be a tattoo guy younger when you're in your younger years, I think. Like, nobody gets their first tattoo at age 50, do they? If you get your tattoo when you're older, there's less time to regret your tattoo. <laughs> well, more time to figure out if you really want it. Totally. I just, I feel like if you, like, you either get tattoos in your 20s and then you do for the rest of your life, or rarely, maybe you get one tattoo in your 50, a little small one. But uh, if you want to go full sleeve... Time to start now. I'm running out of time. Yeah. I'm reaching the ceiling of getting a sleeve. Is what you're... I think I so. might get one just to spite you now, Jim. I, that would be the best spite ever. <laughs> it's going to be of me giving you the finger. That'd show me. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, this one. You know, bands, band lyrics, popular choices for tattoos. It says, Taz and Jim is a big hip fan. There's two sides to this tattoo I got. It says, no dress rehearsal, this is our life. I got it when Gord passed away on a whim when I was in Niagara Falls. The other part of the tattoo is from their last tour. I went to their show in Toronto. So that is the moon over the Toronto skyline. And at the very end there, there's a big hat, the hat Gordy wore at the concert and the date of the concert, the last hip show this guy went to. Shout out, credit goes to Drew's Tattoo in London, Ontario for that one. Did a nice job, huh? Mm-hmm. Here's a... Oh, my God. I remember this. The funniest tattoo story is my buddy who 20 years ago got FM96 tattooed on his leg and got nothing for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> he got something, but it wasn't a great prize. The tattoo is about an inch by three inches long. It was a radio contest. The best part is he was asking me if I should do it at work that day, and I said, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. You won't regret that at all. Yeah. Tattoo, tattoo.
I gave him the day off work to do it. <laughs> there are some wild. I like how like so just the wildest things. This is stupid, sexy Flanders when he's in his ski suit from The Simpsons and his butt's kind of protruding out and he's yeah. shaking his butt at Homer. Somebody's got that because his wife said she always wanted to marry someone like Homer Simpson, so he got. He got For the Flanders tattoo. The Flanders tattoo. Back to the uh, the the radio contest tattoos. Do you remember meeting the guy a couple months ago, Jim, at uh, the, the concert who had ACDC tattooed on the back of his head? Oh yeah, and he said it was your fault. Did he not? I did that tattoo. <laughs> I didn't even remember doing it. It was so long ago. I've been like you ran the needle gun. Yeah, I've been on the on the radio for quite a while and. All this stuff starts blending together. He's like, Taz, remember you did the tattoo on the back of my head? I'm like, mm, not really, but he sure remembered. Yeah. And somehow you spelled ACDC wrong. <laughs> he said he had to get it touched up. I, I actually do. Like once he told me the story, he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember being very nervous. The A was a little shaky, so he had to get a professional to go over it again. Oh, because the first letter, yeah, you yeah. have no confidence. Well, I'm just knowing that that's going to be there for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is. It it's is. still there. Peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Let's talk Thursday night football last night. The Kansas City Chiefs, you called them to win, Dev, and they just eked it out over the Chargers. It was tight, but uh, that's the kind of game that you, in the end, want to go with the best player on the field. The best player on the field is Patrick Mahomes, and they're home. It was a, a nationally televised game. And I just like the Chiefs, but I I'm, I still love the Chargers. I mean, man, you could see why people are really high on the Chargers and uh, Herbert this year. Like the AFC West, I said it yesterday, i got to say it again today. Best division in all of football. Those types of games are going to happen again and again and again because you got the Chargers, you got the Chiefs, you got the Broncos. You have a lot of really good games coming our way in the AFC West. What do you think of the comments that were circulating on social media last night that the refs handed the game to the Chiefs? <laughs> the WWE slam of Kelsey. <laughs> Did you see that? The ball popped out. Do you think that was an interception? No. I mean, the, the rule is pretty clear about, uh, you know, the ball not being popped out by contact. Like he was like he had the ball. He was body slammed down to the ground, and then it popped right back up. Like, the Chargers didn't even seem to challenge that one too much from what I saw when I was watching the game. Maybe the fans did. I mean, the Chargers, like, well, the, the guy who ran it, you know, ran it back. But the Chargers themselves weren't, you know, kicking and screaming. The play that I think got a lot of people upset was the interception that was overturned where Asante Samuel kind of jumped in, caught it. He was, as he was falling to the ground, the ball kind of pops up a little bit. And then as he hits the ground, it jiggles and then settled. And it was ruled an interception, then overturned as an incomplete. And soon after, uh, Mahomes threw a touchdown to, for the Chiefs. That, to me, is the more controversial call in that game. That should have been an interception. By rule in the NFL, they're very sensitive about the ball being jiggled or not Control being of controlled. The ball. Yeah, they're super, 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 uh, almost too much sensitive to the fact that the ball has to be, you know, firm, not jiggling around. 
That was the wrong overturn, but the body slam was just kind of fun to watch. Do you prefer your ball to be jiggled or firm? I like it to be rolled a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) My balls don't jiggle, jiggle. They roll. Hey, coming up this weekend, guys, I I want your input because I'm in this survivor pool. I need to pick a team to win. Who's my guaranteed win in the NFL for Sunday, Dev? I would pick the Bills for the same reason I picked the Chiefs yesterday. You've got Josh Allen. You've got this offense that is just rolling already. The defense wasn't the greatest. They did have some picks uh, last week against the uh, the Rams, if you're the Bills. But still, the Bills are home. They're nine and a half point uh, favorites against the Titans. I would go the Bills if you want to get cute, maybe have some nervous moments, but I think it would be a win. Go with the Browns over the Jets. Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets again. He looked terrible last week. The Jets looked terrible last week. The Browns are still the Browns, but they're almost like a, a seven-point favorite in this game. They're home as well. I kind of like if you want to get cute, Picking the Browns. Don't get cute in week two, Taz. If if you want to be safe, pick the Bills. (laughs) Hey, speaking of cute, how cute did Roger Goodell and Jeff Bezos look hanging out (laughs) at the game last night, which was broadcast on Amazon? The look on Goodell's face said it all, though. Two fun guys just having a nice little conversation, right? (laughs) I'm sure they'd be hanging out socially if there wasn't a gajillion dollars involved. (laughs) Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you're uh, planning one final camping trip this summer, this would be a good weekend to do it. Um, Just be careful of those trees. This picture you sent over my way is crazy, Jim. Yeah, this is from the Pinery. If you're not familiar, that's near Grand Bend, Ontario. Uh, Nice little uh, provincial camping ground there. Uh, This picture went viral after a giant tree branch fell on top of somebody's tent they had set up on their lot. Thank goodness they were taking a hike at the beach at the time, but they came back and found this like I'd say at least a foot in diameter tree branch had crushed their tent. If somebody was taking a nap, like like you do sometimes when you're camping in the middle of the day. Yeah, those that's the, one of the best parts of camping, the mid midday naps. Oh, totally. Uh yeah, they'd be a goner for sure. Or reading a book in the tent, you know, sure, you just need yeah. a break from everybody. Yeah. You go in the tent for a bit. <laughs> That's a massive tree branch. That just added to the list of reasons. If you have the option to not sleep in a tent, <laughs> like you got a house, you might want to stay at your house. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, a tree branch will fall on that, but a lot more, uh, in, a lot uh, more resistance. Yeah, a little more support. So what do you do? Because <laughs> they probably had more camping to do. So do they just sleep in the tent that's crushed now, or? <laughs> Because you couldn't lift it off. You would have to get a chainsaw for sure to get it out of the way. I would ask for a refund, maybe, you know. Give it another try at a later date. I would just say, you know what? Let's call it a wash. We'll take our refund. We still have our lives, but we'll probably leave. We're going to go camp in the prairies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No trees. Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock? Here we go with sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. And another tennis milestone here. One of the greatest is calling it a career. 
This just in, Roger Federer's making a comeback noise. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it, I want Roger Federer to just not in a week say, you know what, I've reconsidered, I'm coming back. I'm uh, Enough of these comebacks. Just either retire or don't. But Roger Federer does seem as though when he retires, he's got one more uh, big event to go and then he's done. When he retires... He's going to be uh, gone for good. I mean, his his knees have been uh, yeah. failing him as multiple of late. surgeries he's, on his knees. It's it's been a health uh, issue for him for a couple of years now. He's forty. He's been playing pro tennis for twenty four years. Like he really came onto the scene when he was sixteen years old. He's had a fantastic run, but it's it's time for him to hang up his racket. Twenty Grand Slam titles. For the guy, he was unbeatable. You'd watch it. There's a long stretch there where you're watching tennis, and you just know Federer's going to win. Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic both have more uh, Grand Slams than him, but for me, Roger Federer is the guy. He's He was the guy I love to watch. He's the guy I always rooted for. To me, he's the best. I know there's others who have more Grand Slams than him, but he was the best. He epitomized men's tennis for so long and straddled all these different eras. Like he took on Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi. He had his era. He had, you know, the Andy Roddick guys, the new guys that have come along with uh, Sissy Pass and everyone. So, like, Roger Federer is this one guy who just straddles all these different eras. To me, he's the best of all time. Now, moving on to professional pickleball, I hear. <laughs> Why not? Pivoting. Oh, no. I'd be nervous if I was in the pickleball league. <laughs> <laughs> Federer shows up. Uh oh. Thanks, Dev. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.